Genesis chapter 1. If you would stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, that would be greatly appreciated. Amen. Genesis chapter number 1. Familiar passages of scripture, uh, but it's very important that we continue to go back to the word of God and look at it and read it. The Bible says his word is living. And that means you can read it today and it tells you one thing and you read that same text tomorrow and it tells you another thing because the word is living. And so it's important to always go back to God's word and never take for granted to say, I read that portion of scriptures and this is what it says. Yeah, it said that to you at that time, but it will say something else to you at this time. And so we thank God for his word and just what he's doing. Genesis chapter number one, we will start in verse 26. The Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth. I like that. He kind of named some of the things we should have dominion over. Dominion mean rulership. And then he says, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. So God created man in his own own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them will you pray with me father in the name of Jesus we thank you for your word for it is living and lord it's always on time it's always present lord in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this transforming, authoritative word that set all things in order, that brought things into existence. Lord, you spoke, and it happened, Lord God. And Lord, today we're benefited from what you have done, from your word that has been established, created, spoken. And today, Lord, I pray that the word of God will echo in this sanctuary and the power of God will be revealed in this sanctuary. That every person in this place will open their heart to you, Lord God. I pray and ask, Lord God, that the power of the Lord will destroy every yoke of bondage and that the love of God will cast out all fear and that faith will be, oh God, at a high level today where we, oh God, will obey you through faith. I pray this morning that change will come upon us in a way that it never has. I pray, Lord God, that hearts will be open, minds will be clear, and God, there will be, oh God, a readiness to receive and embrace and become a doer of the word of God. I pray this morning, Father, that we will not leave this place the same way we walked in these doors, but God, there will be something that will be different, and God, we can leave here today better off, oh God, than when we came in, that we will leave this place today ready, Lord God, to be and to do what you want us to do and be. We thank you and praise you for 
all these things we ask and pray in Jesus' holy name. Can you clap your hands in Jesus' name? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to give him the praise. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to give him the praise. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to open my heart to Jesus for him to do what he wants to do in me. Somebody clap your hands in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you today on this topic. Know who you are. Be who you are. Know who you are. Be who you are. Know who you are. Be who you are. Ask your neighbor, who are you? I guarantee you they didn't tell you. Uh, ask your other neighbor, who are you? Uh, did they tell you? We are having an identity crisis. Because we don't really know who we are. Someone asks us, who are you? Uh, we try to figure it out and try to conceive in our mind who we really are. But we can, in a nutshell, express at the drop of a hat who we really are. What is... Self-image. A self-image is in its most basic form an internalized mental picture or idea you have of yourself. Let me say that again. A self-image is in its most basic form and internal mental picture or idea you, you have of yourself. So whoever you are is likely is what you determine you are. It's how you think and feel about yourself based on your appearance, your performance, and your relationships. Those things consistently impact your outlook on life as well as your level of happiness and fulfillment. When you ask these questions, how do I look? How am I doing? How important am I? Are all examples of the internalized mental picture idea you create of yourself that builds the foundation of your self-image. So when you're worried about how you look, uh-huh, when you're worried about how you're doing, when you're worried about how important you are, those are things that you are thinking in your mind to build your own self-image. Mm -hmm. However, this doesn't quite provide us with enough information about 
what this self-image thing is all about. So let's look a little deeper. Your self-image is the impression you have of yourself that forms a collective representation of your assets and liabilities. In other words, your self-image is how you see yourself based on your strengths and your weaknesses. These assets and liabilities often are evident through the labels you give yourself that describe your qualities and characteristics. For instance, you might say, I am intelligent. Therefore, I can blah, 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 blah. I am a loser. Therefore, I believe I can't blah, 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 blah. I am outgoing. Therefore, I am able to do blah, 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 blah. I am shy. Therefore, I am unable to do blah, 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 blah. These are just some of the examples of the many labels you potentially give yourself and the inevitable conclusion you may reach. And it is these conclusions you make about yourself that either form the foundation of self-image. Moreover, the label form the foundation of your belief system. So, what does that mean, preacher? It means whatever you have decided or whoever you've decided you are, you now have a belief system already set up. So if you are not believing the truth of who you are, then your belief system is flawed. Your self-image is not something that is based on reality. Your self-image is not something that is based on reality. I got a thought after I jot that down. Here's the thought. You know why funerals and death really captivates us and really gets our attention? That's probably the only time we come to true reality. Everything else about our living, we tend to form it and shape it and fashion it to our liking, how we want it to look, the outcome we want, but it's not reality. And so when we go to a funeral and we see someone laying there, we can see their body, we see their image, we know what they are, but now no life, no breath, nothing. We can't see them doing what they used to do. Reality sets in and says, oh, this this life and death thing is real. Uh-huh. 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 In fact, far from it, in actuality, your self-image is built upon your perception of reality and that is influenced by how you believe you are viewed by society and other people. <laughs> Your self-image 
is something that gradually develops over a lifetime of experience through learning and social influence. It is, however, something that is constantly changing over time as you gain more life experience, as you think and reflect, as you learn, as you interact with other people. Your self-image becomes your identity. So however you see yourself is how you're going to live life. Because you have developed an identity, an image of yourself to say, this is who I am. But we just read that being that way and living that way, you will not be living in reality. So whatever we think we are, whoever we think we are, however we think we are, it may be our own perception, but it will not be reality. Know who you are. Be who you are. <laughs> Y'all thinking this morning. I see you thinking. It's okay. It's good. It is interesting how so many of us are trying to figure out who we really are or trying to establish a self-image or identity that you want others to know you by. That's what we're doing. We're all living life, going through life, trying to portray a self-image as to who we are. This is what you need to perceive me as. Muhammad Ali says, I'm the greatest in the world. And guess what? Everybody started seeing him as the greatest boxer ever. Tiger Woods says, I'm the greatest golfer. He was the prodigal. And he was the, 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 the best golfer at one time. They was, oh my goodness, prodigy. Not a prodigal, prodigy. He was awesome. And a great Tiger Woods. And so we have people that are in our world that constantly, could be some of us here today, portraying this is who I am and you need to look at me as that. Just think about that. That's how we're living. Every one of us. Not everyone, but a lot of us. We want others to see us the way we want them to see us. That's interesting to me. We're trying to make them see us the way we want them to see us. So we live our life a certain way. We do certain things. We dress a certain way. We go certain places. Because at the end of the day, you need to see me as this person. You need to know me as this person. My self-image. My identity. We are trying desperately to create something that was already Created. Come on, Holy Ghost. Help me. We're walking around, Sister Amanda. We're trying to portray and project who we supposed to be, who we want people to think we are. Trying to create something that's already been created and established, but yet and still, we're going about trying to convince somebody that we're something else. Uh, 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 
Humanity needs to understand who they are. The Almighty God, creator of all things, has already said that humanity is created in the image and the likeness of the Almighty God. Three of y'all. Let me give you a little something, something. This morning, my last born, we said he was feeling himself. I don't know what makes him think he's feeling himself. He went and got from my, he went to my big time cologne. You know, he, he usually used some other ones. But when he filmed himself, I heard when he was at NAYC, I didn't know this, but I, he got squealed on this morning. I heard when he was at NAYC, he went through my bag with all my colognes, took something out. No, 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 no. I'm at NAYC. I need to do it up. He went back in to try to find the one he thinks smells the best. What am I trying to tell you? So he walked through and I said something to him this morning. You know what he did? Yeah. I'm Wayne Wyatt Jr. Now, let me say this to you. I'm a flawed human that don't have it all together, and that made me felt good that my own child, that I gave birth, well, I didn't give birth to him, but I caused him to be born in this world. My very own is walking around saying, I'm like my dad. I want to smell like my dad. I want to dress like my dad. I want to go to places my daddy goes because that's my dad. I want to talk like my dad. I want to act like my dad. Why y'all think I'm telling you that? Because only three of y'all this morning decided you was glad to be in the image of your almighty father. You, 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 we're not excited like we need to be to say Jesus, the almighty God, God manifesting himself in flesh and walk the earth. We're not excited to say that we were created like him in his image according to his likeness. I'm excited about that. And I look like my daddy. I'm excited about that. I have my daddy's attributes. Woo! Are you kidding me? I thought about that of all morning. I get to experience this. I'm getting ready to preach about know who you are and be who you are. Here go my last boy saying, I'm Wayne Wyatt Jr. And I said in my mind, I'm Jesus Jr. You kidding me? I want to be like my daddy. I want to be like him. He created me like him. And I want to be like him. I already look like him. I want to act like him. I already look like him. I want to be like Jesus. Try to create all these images for people to think we are this and we are that when our daddy is already established who we are. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness, what the Lord must feel when we act like we are his child. Woo! When the Bible says we were created in his image and in his likeness. What it's saying is, image. 
is a likeness in outward form. Image, a likeness in outward form. I love the Lord. When you read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he said that he will create us in his image and his likeness. Now here is something interesting. When he said that, he didn't really have an image. Because if you can't see God, test me on the word. There's a scripture that says no man had ever seen God. So if you can't see God, he can't have an image. But he said you were created in his image. So what he was telling you, you haven't received all the revelation of who I am. I'm telling you things that you have not yet experienced, but you're soon to experience it. And because I have not yet manifested myself in the form of humanity, you don't understand. But I'm telling you, I created you in my image. You have my form. I'm excited about that. Nothing else have the image or created in the image of God. Animals not. Nothing. Nothing in this world was created in the image of God. We're the only things. But we're working hard to distort that. Likeness. When he says likeness, what he's talking about is similarities in spiritual attributes. Because man is a spiritual being as well as a physical being. We can do business in a spiritual dimension and also in the natural dimension. And so when God said we were created in His image, natural, and we were created also in His likeness, He's talking about spiritual. And so every human being in this world was created in the image and the likeness of God. You have God's image, how he looks, and you have God's attributes, the spiritual character and power and prowess that Jesus has. But you don't believe that. Let's work a little bit more. Let's work a little bit more. Because we got to know who we are. So we can be who we are. We were created as God look-alike. Oh man, this is so good for me. Thomas, this is what Jesus says. Thomas, when you've seen me. We are his lookalike. If that don't get you excited enough, somebody saying, God is saying, so and so, when you see Sam, you see me. When you see Anna, you see me. That's why he says male and female created he them. So when you see her, you see me. When you see him, you see me. I like when people say, man, I saw your oldest son. He looked like you. 
want somebody to say to Jesus, my God, I needed to be saved. And when I saw that brother, he reminded me of you. This is what the Bible is trying to get us to understand. We're like Jesus. And when people see us, they're supposed to have an experience with seeing us. Understanding we are created in His image and His likeness. And while He's not here physically, you are here physically. While He's not here physically, doing the things physically, you are here Representing him. <laughs> know who you are. We, we, we got to get this thing right and understand. We big time. We big time. <laughs> we, 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 we not just, just some come happy come going. We just some, oh, whoa, I'm just making it. Oh, no. We something special. Are you kidding me? Nobody can claim what you and I can claim. Or nothing else can claim. We're made in the image of God. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, when they see you, that's the best thing they're going to get until they get to heaven. (laughs) They can get all intellectual all they want. They can get all deep all they want. Guess what, buddy? I'm the best you have until Jesus descend from heaven and just stay in the air and receive the church. Or until the rapture, I'm the best you're going to get, buddy, to know who Jesus is. Yeah, I just, I, 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 need, I, need, I, I need to know him for myself. Well, guess what, buddy? You need me to help you get there. It, it, I know people don't like this. And unfortunately, sometimes the church don't operate the right way, but I'm going to make the statement anyhow. You can't get to heaven without the church. Are you a part of the church? Are you the church? So people can't get to heaven without you. Oh, man. Oh, God help me. Maybe, maybe this, is too, this is too much for you. You don't want that responsibility. But guess what? You don't have a choice. It's already a done deal. You already was created in his image and his likeness. So the weight that goes with it, the, the, the authority that goes with it, dominion that goes with it, it just goes with it. Nothing we can do but just know who we are and be who we are. Huh. Let's move along. Your identity is one that is Christ-like. You are made in His image, meaning you are His look-alike. You are made in His likeness, meaning similar spiritual attributes. Any other identity you portray makes you an imposter. If we're not going to be who we are, we're now imposters. Is that a lie? Am I saying something wrong here? If you're not being who you are, you're trying to be something else. That means you're being an imposter. I just decided 
a little while ago that I'm going to be who I am. I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to be Christ-like. Yes, I'm going to be Christ-like. I'm going to strive to be like Jesus. I'm not worried about what anybody thinks about me. I want you to think good about me, but that's out of my control. I'm wanting something here. I'm wanting something here. I'm wanting something here. I'm wanting something. (laughs) When you become Christ-like, you can't worry about what people think about you. It don't make sense. Because you didn't give yourself the... How can I worry about what you think about me when I didn't create me? I didn't give myself the identity. I didn't command myself to be this way. The Lord, the Creator, caused me to look like Him, to have His attributes, and to be like Him. If you're mad about that, go talk to Him. So I'm not worried about what you think about me. I feel bad if I disappoint you. But if I'm being Christ-like when I disappoint you, that's on you, baby. That's on you. If I'm being Christ-like when I disappoint you, that's on, that's on you. I'd rather please God, the one that created me in his image, than please man. And so I'm not trying to be no imposter. I want to just be who he called me to be. I want to be who he created me to be. I need to live the way he called me to live. This image or identity of God given to us in creation got damaged when Adam and Eve messed up. Uh huh. So when Adam and Eve Messed up in the garden. They got enticed to sin against God. They got enticed by the devil to disobey God. When Adam and Eve, what we call the fall, when they disobeyed God and ate of the fruit and they, 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 they sinned against God, they distorted the image of God. They distorted their likeness of God. So here's what has happened to us. So let me bring you up to speed to say what has happened to us. What has happened to us is the devil lied to our forefathers, Adam and Eve, and our grandmother and grandfather, Adam and Eve, lied to them and tried to re-identify them. Y'all missing. He tried to re-identify them and tell them what God said they were, they were not. So today, we're struggling with that same old thing. What God said we are, we're struggling with being that because the devil is whispering in our ears to tell us that's not who you are, that's not who you are. And we keep falling for the devil's little trickery in telling us we're not this and we're not that and we can't be this and we can't be that. When God already said who we are, we're created in his image and his likeness. It doesn't matter what the devil says you are. You ain't that. It doesn't matter what your family says you are. You ain't that. It doesn't matter what your friends say you are. You're not that. And you don't even want to listen to your own self because you're not that. You're not any of those things. 
Listen to the one who created you. He has said who you are. Listen to him. Don't listen to yourself because you know you can't always trust yourself anyway. So don't listen to yourself. Don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to the people that's trying to be better than you. Don't listen to anybody telling you who you are. Listen to the one who created you, that loves you, that has great intentions for your life. Listen to him. He is the one that matters in who you are. Which one of you parents in here? I know I can talk to two proud parents. I can talk to Destiny's mom and Madison's mom. And I sure know they want their daughters to do great things. The Bible says, we who are evil give our children good gifts. If we that are corrupt is wanting to see our children be blessed, do great, and, and just have wonderful experiences in life. What do you think your Heavenly Father wants for you? Who is not corrupt? Who is pure? Who everything He does is good? What do you think He wants for you? Oh my God, Lord, help us. Help us to understand the thoughts that you have towards us and that we can trust you and that everything you want for us, Lord God, is beneficial to us. Oh God, help us to embrace who we really are. Yes, the fall of man distorted our image. It distorted our identity. But we can be restored back to our original identity. Don't keep living a false image, a false likeness, because everything around you is telling you that's who you are. We got to stop believing all the noise around us because it's not reality. It's not reality. Man, so many of us live a life of what we would like life to be. We're living how we would like to see life, but it's not there yet. I think we're going to chase our tails for a long time if we don't stop doing that. I think it's going to be like chasing our tail. I think, I think if we do the way we've been doing, I think we're... You talk to people that have lived a long time, been blessed enough to live in their 90s. And you ask them. That's probably what we all need to do if we want to really get a little dose of reality. Go find somebody up in their 90s that's been living for a while and ask them what they're disappointed about. Maybe that will help us understand just know who you are and be who you are. Don't worry about what anybody thinks about you. Just worry about what Jesus thinks about you because he is the one that gave you your identity. And when you do what he says you need to do and be who he says you are, then you don't have to worry. Here comes death coming and whenever it comes, I'm ready. Because the one that created me has the power over death. The one that says I look like him has the power over death. And so I don't have to worry about death. I don't have to worry about all the challenges. Because the one that says I'm like him got it all under control. Know who you are. Be who you are. 
So the fall distorted our image, our identity. But we don't have to worry. There can be restoration. The best way to know who you are and be who you are is to look to the word of God and study Jesus. Remember, the word of God says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. You know, that always messed with me a little bit. Jesus, the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. So the question is, Jesus didn't come on the scene till late in the game. Adam and Eve was the first man and woman, right? So how can Jesus be the firstborn? Somebody says, well, maybe he was born in heaven. Well, how is he going to be born in heaven when there is no mother there? Then the Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. So ain't no visit. There is no flesh, no human earthly character in heaven. So there's no way for Jesus to be born in heaven. But the Bible says he was the firstborn. But Adam and Eve was born and then Cain and Abel. And we could just go on and on and on and on. And we got Abraham. We got Isaac, Jacob. We, we got all these things. We got, you know, Moses. We've got all of this stuff. Joseph, we're running all the way to David and running all the way to, you know, all these people. John the Baptist was born before Jesus. So how can Jesus be the firstborn? When the Bible says firstborn... It meant that he was the one positioned as the child that was in the firstborn role. His position is what it's talking about as firstborn. Meaning because the firstborn is the one that leads the charge in the family. That's the way it was positioned and ordered in the Bible. The firstborn, when daddy was off the scene, firstborn took care of everything. Right. So firstborn was the one to lead the home after daddy was off the scene. Firstborn had the authority. Firstborn was the one to inherit everything and make sure everything was done right. So Jesus is the firstborn of God, meaning he is the first son. So that means he is in charge of everything. So that's why it says that he's the firstborn, not because he was born first, because he wasn't born first. But it just means his position, his authority in the family is firstborn. Uh huh. Here is a passage of scripture that tells us a little bit about who Jesus is. How we can mimic him. How we can know who we are and be who we are. The word of the Lord says in Philippians 2 and 5, for some reason I feel like every week we share this scripture. Philippians 2 and 5 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. So now we're talking about Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God. This should make a whole lot more sense to you now. It says, who being in the form of God. So we said, God, who's a spirit, don't have no form. But Jesus became his form. Because the image God don't have. Spirit don't have image. But when he became human, he took on a form. <laughs> so... This is why Jesus is the form. He is, he is God's form. He is God's image because you couldn't see God's image. 
Because you can't see something that don't exist. So you couldn't see God's image, but when you see Jesus, that was God's image. And then it says, who thought it not robbery to be equal? People use it and mess it up and think that means something else. I'm not going to confuse you. But if he's God, just manifested so you can see his image, then he is God. He's the same. He's equal. Uh-huh. But made himself. This is us now. This is what we got to look at. But made himself of no reputation. Don't read on. Brother Jackson, if we are going to be who we are and represent who we are, the first thing we got to realize is we can't be working on no reputation. Giancarlo, we be trying to work on a reputation and say, well, this is who I am. Once you start to work on your reputation, you start to be something different than who you are. Church. Don't get quiet on me. I can't work on no reputation. Because that's already been established. I'm made in the image of God and in the likeness of God. So what is the reputation I'm trying to develop? Right? So this is why Jesus has shown us something. I can't have no reputation because the reputation was already established for me. My reputation was that I was going to come as a servant. I was going to come as a man into this world and I was going to give my life. The reputation and the course is already established. How can I be anything else? Oh, this is tough preaching for some of us. Because we have set out to be who we feel we need to be. And God is saying, now you're distorting who you are. When you set out to make your own reputation, when you set out to be who you think you should be, when you set out to try to make this life a certain way, the Lord wants you to know, you're stop, you're, 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 you're ceasing to be who you are. Because you're abandoning what has already been declared to start something else. But made himself of no reputation. What kind of reputation do you want people to have of you? Some of us. Yeah, she don't play, don't mess with her. Is that your reputation? That's what you came up with. That's, that's what you made sure you established. Well, I hate to bust your bubble today. If you want to be who you were created to be, you're going to have to stop being like that. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. If you want to be that serious dude, then I'll come over here. That's your reputation. That ain't the reputation God gave you. So you stop or ceasing to be who you are when you start to be all these things. All these things we're trying to be. What we're saying is, oh, God, I don't like what you that that reputation you gave me. I'm, I'm not good with that, God. Let, let me do what I feel I need to do, God. <laughs> Woo! Don't get quiet on Jesus. I'm preaching the word to you, not my theory. But made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a what? 
Remember what I said a couple weeks ago? Was it last week? What did I say? I said, if you only serve when it's convenient for you, you are not a servant. You are a volunteer. What did this say about Jesus? And took upon himself a volunteer? (laughs) But we want to be volunteers. Oh, I'm not doing that. Oh, no. That's just just not what I do. Oh, no. Oh, I don't touch that stuff. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. Me? Get out of my bed. Seven thirds of a God church. Got pretty eight o'clock in the morning. That's cool. I'm just telling you a volunteer. And you're not walking in your true self-image. Because a servant don't say when to serve. The servant gets told when to serve, how to serve. The servant don't have any right. The servant has to serve according to the master's will. Let me say this before I close. Listen to me. I said this last week, and I'll say it this week again. Please, please, don't feel like because society have changed and we're trying to make things more efficient. Let me use some good words. We're trying to make things more efficient, and we're trying to get things done a lot easier. Work smarter, not harder. I got all that. Okay? And so because we're at that point in life, okay, don't get irritated when the word of God goes against that and you feel like I don't want to be a part of that church because that church. Can I say this? Because I've been saying this because I'm on fire about this. I said this about um, yesterday in our meeting with um, our um, altar worker too and then um, recovery, celebrate recovery. Here is what we do. Uh, I'm looking for like a non-denominational, a non-denominational church. I'm looking for a church that, you know, kind of a little different. Um, that church over there, they too strict. They put too much restrictions on you. Church. Here is something the devil has done. He has made you believe that the church is separate from the head of the church. So we keep saying the church this and the church that. But who runs the church? Now, don't go to the church if the pastor runs the church. So that probably need to start right there. Is that church being run by the man? Because if the man is calling the shots on everything that goes on and he just doing what he feels, then you don't need to go to that church. I agree with that. I agree with that, 100%. If I'm up here trying to tell you my own theories and trying to get you to do what I think you should do and not preaching what the Word of God... You don't need to be here. No. It's crazy. I'm not, no, no man know how to get you to heaven. But if I'm really preaching this thing that's not mine, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God... If the church is being ran by the word of God, how can you say the church put too much restrictions on you? I'm waiting for the answer for that one. 
What you're really saying, but you needed a way to feel good about yourself. What you're really saying is, God, I don't want to live for you because you put too much restrictions on me. Say it like a man. Say it like a woman. Say, God, I don't want to live for you because there's too much. Stop blaming it on the church. It's not the church. It's the one that created you in his image and likeness and saying you must be holy. You must be righteous. He is the one, not the church. Nicely love people and say that to them when they say your church too strict. How about when they like to say this? Is that a holiness church? Tell me what church is not holy. Man, I'm telling you, God has given me some stuff that is just, to me, it's like common sense now. The way I just roll it in my head and how I see it in the Word. I'm just like, man, God, how do we miss this? How, how are we missing it and making it into something else? We were created in His likeness and His image and if we don't mimic him, if we don't follow him, if we don't do what he says, then we're being something other than who we are. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Let me take this home. Made himself of no reputation, but took on the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself. Arrogance is not part of our image. Humility is a part of who we are. And became obedient. Obedience is a part of our image. Not disobedience. And so he Became obedient unto death, Jesus. Unto death, my children. So yes, even if you feel like you being obedient, Brother Henry, here we go. Even if you feel like you being obedient just feels like you have no life. Because this is us. If I do all of that, God, I'm just not going to have no life. And God's answer is, and... I'm not interested in that. I said, be obedient. So if that means you have no life, too bad. Now, we have life. It's just that the life that we like, he's saying, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> we say, oh, if I do all of that, I'm just no life. I just sit home and do nothing. What am I supposed to do? Sit home and pray all day? Who can sit down and pray all day, Jesus? He didn't tell you to stay home and pray all day. Stop exaggerating. You know, that's how we, we exaggerate the stuff that God says and then just, just throw our hands up in the air. I can't do all of that. <laughs> I can't do all that. We, we just throw our hands up. You know, and we forget the trick that Satan used way back in the day. He's still using it today, and we are still biting it hook, line, hook, line, and sinker. What was that trick Satan used? Here is, here is what I like. I would like, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God this. Maybe I will know it because I'll be like him. I want to ask him how many trees was in the garden. 
See, I got some, I got some crazy stuff, John. How many trees was in the, the garden, God? Well, I had three million. Really, God? Three million trees in the garden? Yes, son. And the devil had an audacity to say that God ain't right because he said you can't eat from one. We still, we still, we still letting that get us. When God tell you one thing you can't do, you start making it like you can't do ten things. <laughs> that's, that's, we still falling for that trick. You must be holy. So what does that mean? I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. All he said, just be holy. And you start saying what you can't do. <laughs> Devil, he must be mad at me. This morning I started praying because I sensed like the, I felt like the devil was trying to come against me, our church, and I said, "No, you ain't devil." Because I felt strongly in my spirit like he don't want me to preach this. He don't want me to preach this, and 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 I can sense sometimes when danger is looming. I feel it in my bones, and I felt it a little bit when I was getting dressed this morning. I said, "Danger is looming," and I just start talking in tongues. The Holy Ghost took over because sometimes I need a spirit to intercede on our behalf because I didn't know what it was that was going on. So I started praying in tongues because I said, "That devil don't want me to." preach this message today and too late and too bad it's getting preached and so I just started praying in tongues for the power of God to come and shelter you and protect you and work in your life because the devil didn't want you to hear this message today he mad but I don't care if he mad and you don't need to care about he mad listen you got to realize we get afraid of the devil Jack Cunningham said, and it's true, if the devil was that bad, he would have killed you a long time ago. Don't ever forget that. Don't run with your tail between your legs afraid of the devil. If the devil was that bad, he would have, he would have killed you on your way coming to church this morning. He would have said, oh no, you ain't going to church. I'm going to kill you. If he was that bad. And listen, let me help you out. You ain't even got to be holy and righteous for him, uh, for God to take care of you. Because here is the story, Michelle. God knows your future. He knows your ending. Right? Sometimes we're so messed up and things are so bad, we get panicky because the devil comes in and tells us, you know you're not right. You know you're not living right. You know you're not doing this. And so he intimidates you and makes you feel like you're just going to lose your life. But I'm here to tell you, God knows your ending. And God knows where you will finish. And God knows what's going to happen in your life. So don't you be intimidated. Don't you get afraid when the devil trying to come and say, uh, this is going to happen to you and that's going to happen to you and you start being afraid thinking it's really going to happen uh, because you're not living up to the standards of God uh, I'm here to tell you God knows uh, what's going to happen in two days uh, He knows what's going to happen in a week uh, He knows what's going to happen a year or two from now you need to not worry about the devil and just say God keep being merciful to me try to intimidate people Make us think that you messed up the other day. You see what you did yesterday. You're just not right. God don't care about you. You need to tell him God loves me. God made me in his image and in his likeness. And it doesn't matter what I have done. If I would just go and repent. If I would just go and say, Father, I need your help. I need your deliverance. Will you save me? If I would just go to Jesus and express to him what's going on in my heart, he will rescue me. You think the God that created us in His image and likeness want to see His image and likeness? 
You think he want to see anything of his parish? So don't let that devil tell you you in trouble or your life is messed up or you don't have no hope. Don't let him tell you that because God loves you too much, Lord. I'm done. Look at this. I love this. Even to the death of the cross. Right? Meaning his mission and purpose. So our mission and purpose in this life has to be obedience to God. Because that's what allow us to maintain who we are. The image of God and the likeness of God. And so the bottom line is we have to hold tight and hold firm to the obedience, obeying God, because it will allow us to continue to be who we are. Okay? Now hear this, because you will like this. See, I know people. You'll like this. Wherefore, after all that was said, here we go. This is still, we're trying to learn who we are by looking at Jesus. And so here is verse 9. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. When you fulfill your purpose and continue to walk in your calling as far as who you are, your image of God and likeness, God will lift you up out of this joint. God will elevate you. God will lift you up and give you a name that's above every name. I'm here to tell somebody today, you were made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. You've got purpose and you need to walk in that purpose. You need to know who you are, be who you are, and when you get through doing that, God will lift you up and give you a name and give you a crown and give you your mansion. Stand with me. Know who you are and be who you are. God wants to restore your true image and likeness back to you. He's not interested in anything else but to restore you back to your rightful image, your rightful likeness, which is according to Him. That's what God is up to. So if you ever want to know what God is up to, just understand, He wants to restore you back to the original form. Oh, I love the Lord. You love the Lord? I love the Lord. Romans eight twenty nine says, For whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed. To what? You see what I'm saying? That, that's who you are. You are like Jesus. No need to chase nothing else. Just just know who you are and be who you are. You're, you're like Jesus. You already had the image. Now all you got to do is just exercise the likeness. <laughs> I love it. Woo! Listen to me. There are parents today, many parents, who are living their life grieving, distressed, and disappointed because their children or child, has taken on or assumed a different identity or image than what they were born as. Yeah. 
they are living a life totally different from who they are. They are impersonating some other kind of image, some other kind of identity. Is Jesus looking at you disappointed because you are impersonating some other identity? Is Jesus looking and saying, man, I wish they would wake up and know who they are. I wish they would come to themselves and know who they are. I wish they would take inventory to understand who they are. When one has taken on or assumed another image, likeness, than the one they were born with, they tend to stay away from home. <laughs> uh-huh. They don't come around much. Because they know who they were born to be. They know their true identity. And they know coming home is going to disappoint mama, going to disappoint daddy, because that's not how they raised me. So they stay away from home because they're not walking in their true identity. It's the same in the spiritual. As children of God, when we stay away from the house of God, we stay away from daddy. We're only doing it because we're not walking in our true identity. Really don't want to come around. Because even when I come around and look the part, y'all know my lifestyle. Just like the kids that don't like to come home. Even when they come to the house. They don't stay long. And even if they know how to look the part when they come home, they know you know that they're not living out that life that you taught them that they were born to be. And we tend to do that also as children of God. We stay away from his house. We stay away from the church, his presence, because we know I'm not doing and being who I am, who he created me to be. Uh Uh-huh. And so God is reaching for us today. This is very important message for all of us today. It's, it's so important because we know, I don't have to get into the depths of this, we all know that everybody is positioning themselves to say who they are. Everything we do these days is to present who we are, our self-image, our reputation. This is who we are. And that's how we're living. And I feel like God is trying to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, stop. Enough. Let's get back to the real thing here. Can you go back to the basics? Can you go back to the original form of your creation? Who you are, your likeness. I feel like that's what God is saying to all of us in here today. That we need to go back and start where God brought us from. 
and forget about all the other stuff that we are trying to project, that we're trying to sell people on, that we're trying to get people to buy into. Listen to me. If you die before they die, after two weeks, they won't remember you. I'm not going to try to impress nobody. I got to impress the one who is eternal. I see it all the time. You can love somebody. They die. You got to keep living. So I'm not even saying bad things about them. They're no longer here, but you're still here. So you have to keep going. Because if you don't keep going, you're going to die too. So the bottom line is we got to become intelligent beings as God created us to be and say, I love you all. And I'm going to try to do everything I can to show you my love and help you. But I have to be who I need to be. I have to be who God called me to be. I have to walk in my image and my likeness that God established me to walk in. I can't do anything other than that. And I'm not going to front it. I'm not going to pretend it. I got to just be who I am. I believe that's what God is calling us today. If you're here today and you hear the word of God, I think you need to think about responding in obedience to doing what God says you need to do. The first thing that's required to become, to get restored back to the image is to be born again. That's the obvious one. To be baptized and have your sins washed away. To be filled with God's spirit and have the opportunity to get your image and your likeness of God to be restored back to what it needs to be. We can't do it any other way, church. This is it. And so if you would take a moment to respond to the word of God, if you will open your heart this morning, we're almost out of here. If you will open your heart for just five minutes and talk to the Lord, whether it's lifting your hands and calling on his name, whether it's just being transparent with him and saying, expressing to him where you believe you are and how you have lost your way. It's okay. God is not mad at you. But what he's trying to get you to do is to respond in obedience to get back into right relationship with him and to become who you were created to be. Nothing else. He's not trying to get you to be something different than who he created you to be. So how about we go before him for five minutes and just talk to him and ask him to help us. Will somebody go to the Lord right now with an open heart that you can leave here today changed? That you can leave here today knowing that God had done something in you. Father, in the name of Jesus. We call upon your name today, Lord God. Lord, we've allowed so many things to distract us. We've allowed the devil to lie to us, to deceive us, to lead us down the rabbit hole, to take away our joy. Oh God, to blind our minds. But today, Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for, oh God, bringing, oh God, an awakening, a shaking upon us, Lord God, that we, Lord Jesus, will understand who we are. We will understand whose we are and be who we were created to be. I pray today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that each and every person in this room, under the sound of my voice, will, Lord God, truly search their heart and have you, Lord God, work in their mind and their heart. Father, that a change will come to us. A change will come to us. We repent of our sins, Lord. We, we ask, Lord God, that you will help us.
Lord, we turn from our very own ways. For our ways are not your ways, Lord God. Our thoughts are not your thoughts. And so today, God, we say and we declare that we turn from our own ways. I turn from my own ways, Lord God. And I turn to you, Lord God, that you may lead me, that you may order my steps. Because, God, it is my desire. God, it is my intent. It is my, oh God, will that I walk in the image you created me in and in the likeness you created me in. I want to be who you want me to be, Lord. I want to be who you want me to be, Lord. And so I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that today there will be a shift in my heart. There will be a shift in my spirit. There will be a shift in my life that I can be who you have called me to be, who you created me to be. And that God, I will walk in my, oh God, image that you created me in, and in your likeness. I pray today in the name of Jesus that the power of God will overshadow us, that the power of God will move on us, that the power of God will stir us, that the power of God will shake us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hear the voice of God today. Let nothing define you but me. I hear the voice of God. He says, don't let nothing define who you are except for Him. He says, I define who you are. I determine who you are and no one else and nothing else. You keep seeking me, my child. You keep trusting in me, my child. I determine all the beginning from the ending. I determine who you are because I created you and established you. You were created in my image and my likeness. Don't you, don't you neglect that. Don't you forget that. Don't you waver from that. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That your faith will increase now. Increase your faith. The Lord wants you to begin to call those things that are not as though they were. Don't you be discouraged. The Lord wants you to begin to speak His word over your life. He wants you to get your Bible out and read the Psalms. He wants you to read His word. He wants you to speak His word over your life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? Oh, all of my steps, Lord. All of my steps, Lord. For you are my God and my King. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. The Lord is your light and your salvation. The Lord is your shield and your buckler. The Lord is your strength. Lord, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, I pray the healing virtue and the power of God to overshadow her. I pray that virtue will flow and she will receive strength. And she will receive strength. And she will raise up your God. And that the power of God will work miraculously in her life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Come on. You have the power to intercede. Intercede. 
That's it. Intercede. Intercede. You may not know what to pray and what to say, but the Spirit of the living God will pray on your behalf with moaning and groaning that cannot be uttered, words that you cannot formulate, but God is interceding. God is praying through you. Let Him have His way. Let Him have His way. Let Him have His way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. Have your way. Image of God. You are made in His image. And in His likeness. He said you have the authority. He said I gave you dominion. I gave you dominion. Somebody hear me today. God gave us dominion over sickness. God gave us dominion over everything in this world. He says, have dominion over all things in the earth. Now, somebody, will somebody in this place open their mouth with me and begin to take dominion over sickness, begin to take dominion over diseases, begin to take dominion over your life, begin to take dominion over your situation. Begin to take dominion over your finances. Begin to take dominion for the Lord has given you that authority. The Lord has given you the authority. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take dominion over every spirit that is contrary to the will of God in my home, in this church, in this community and surrounding communities. I take authority. You've given us dominion, Lord, and we take authority in the name of Jesus and command sickness to come out of our bodies and command diseases to be free from our bodies and command, oh God, demonic forces, oh God, to be cast out into outer darkness in the name of Jesus, according to the authority of the word of God. Oh Lord, we take dominion and authority over our finances and we release the power of God in our life. We release the power of God in our home. We release the power of God in our community. We release the power of God in our bodies. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Father, there is none like you. Jesus, there is none like you. There is none like you. We thank you for your goodness today. We thank you for your mercy and your kindness. Somebody, God, wants to do something amazing in your life. God wants to do something amazing in your life. Give him. Give him access to your life. Open your heart and say, God, whatever you want to do, you go ahead and do it. God, whatever you want to do in my life, go ahead and do it. Because I want you to be pleased with me. Because I was created in your image and in your likeness. And I want you to be proud when you see me. I want you to be pleased when you watch me. So God, I give you access to my life to say, do whatever you want. Huh. 